Baba, and today's uh, podcast, you may be joining us on live. Um, so today's podcast is all about prosperity starts with you. Uh, and this is our series, which is Business, the Art of Winning. Uh, our podcast today is sponsored by the Dale Carnegie Leadership Training for Managers program. We've got a program running on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of July. Join us if you're able to. That's in Brisbane here in Australia. So uh, we talked about last time, for those who are listening to the series, we talked about, you know, winning. What does that actually mean? And uh, we talked about a couple of key areas. First of all, you've got to be passionate about what you want. You've got to set that intention. You've got to pay the cost of problem solving. Character is uh, doing the things you know you should do when the mood uh, stops and you know you have to actually do what you need to do. And uh, we also talked about, you know, uh, making sure that your tank is full. Sometimes a coach. So for those who are joining us in our coaching series, uh, if you're wanting to be uh, able to move to that next level, being coachable is really important. Sometimes our glass is empty. Who motivates the motivator? I do. Well, what if my glass is empty? Well, I need someone to fill it up, please. Could you fill my glass up, please? Thank you. Appreciate that. And, uh, and, and so outside influence. And um, so one of the things that I learned uh, in regards to building my own prosperity was, uh, you know, talk to people who didn't think like me. In fact, if you look to my friends, and I've got some brilliant friends who have been my friends for a long period of time, uh, a lot of them don't think like each other. They're very different in the way they, they handle life. I've got one friend who's really big in property and, uh, and investments. I've got another friend um, who's um, in the arts. Another friend who's a technical genius and writes apps and creates them and makes millions and millions of dollars out of that. Um, I've got a friend who's a healer and uh, very, uh, uh, you know, able to look at uh, a different realm. But what my point is this, is that don't choose friends that think like you. You already know how you think, right? Choose people that are a little bit different, who see the world a little differently. And that allows you, so prosperity can be measured, yes, obviously in finance. You know, money's not everything, but it's right up there with oxygen, right? You need money. It's okay, because your business can't grow without cash flow. And so, but the other parts of prosperity is mental attitude. Is that full today? Being positive, being able to, uh, you know, solve problems regardless of what's been thrown at you. I think that's a prosperous state of mind. What about your family life? You know, your kids, they all like you, phone you, see you, want to, you know, do the little selfies with you. Okay, that's that's part of prosperity. What about your partner? You know, still in there, still like you, make you laugh, all right, growing together. All those sort of things. So, um, and you look, and, and you know, I, I've um, been through, uh, I'm a very kinesthetic learner. So in other words, I learn by doing. It's interesting. I spent more than 30 years in, in um, how to win friends and influence people. Yet I have gone through relationships that haven't quite worked. So I've joined that clan of 55% of marriages that don't work. So um, even Dale Carnegie himself, and this is when Basically, you, you know, you got married, you stay together. In this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you'll see a, a paragraph. And uh, he was asked by a reporter on a radio station. He said, hey, Dale Carnegie, you've been, <clears throat> you've been divorced. How can a man that wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People be divorced? And obviously, this is in the early 30s, so that wouldn't have been very, um, you, know, um, you know, trendy. And he said... Well, it's because I've been divorced that I can write about how to win friends and influence people. 
So my point is, is that, you know, sometimes uh, in relationships, even if they're fractured, if we're open, if we're present, they can bring prosperity of learning and understanding. Hey, the other thing is too, is that we're living a lot longer than we've ever lived. Uh, and actually the stats in the United States for the, one of the highest margins of people going through separation or divorces actually in the later years, 65 plus. And, uh, and when you think about it, you know, you might have got married for life. Uh, life expectancy was 55 and now you're 65 and you're going, how long do I have to keep doing this? You know, so and that's it's very interesting that our social world is changing and the way we see things is changing so fast. So prosperity can be measured in many different uh, areas. Yes, finance. Yes, relationships. Yes, education. Even time for yourself. How do you measure prosperity for you? So look, one of the things is, is um, our belief system. So when we look at, um, you know, when we look at Unleash Our Leadership Potential, which is one of our Dale Carnegie programs, one of the first things that we look at is our values. What are your values? So if you think of it like a tree, right? You know, the foliage of the tree, uh, you've got apples, whatever, if it's an apple tree. So that might be, I have lots of apples, okay? So if it's from a business point of view, it's my vision. We own this amount of the market share, or we have this reputation in the market lots of apples. The trunk would be some of the functionality or the things that we get to do. Uh, so that's where the nutrients travel up that highway from the ground or the, or the food and supply moving up the trunk. So some of the things that we do, what do I do that allows me to have this flourishing outcome that I say that I want. The next area is the roots of the tree. And you know, the willow tree. I, I used to have a willow tree in our backyard back at home. And and that sucker was massive. Like the tree was ginormous. But the roots seemed to be as big as the, as the foliage that I could see. And apparently it is like that. Those roots just go for, for ages. You know, they just don't seem to stop uh, if they've got good soil. Um, so the roots would be our values. Now I can't see the values. I can't see the roots that are buried very, very deep. Uh, but our values are really, really important. And so let's think about some of the values that you might hear. Honesty. Well, is honesty a value? Yes, of course it is, Will. Being honest. Yep, I agree. The key word of honesty is something that we can all uh, relate to. But what, what's the line that goes with honest? Maybe it's something like, oh, tell the truth. And be honest with people and allow them to tell their truth to me. Do you see what I mean? So we can have these key words uh, like innovation. Innovation is a value. Well, what is innovation? Well, innovation is a word. Okay, so how could I make it a value? Innovation, I'm able to challenge my paradigm of thinking, therefore coming up with something new and different. Letting go of my old paradigm or thought or my old behavior that I want it to be a certain way. Hey, that could be innovation. So, so one of the key things is, is what is what makes Joe go and Joe so slow? And if I'm the coach, it's my job to know, and maybe you're Joe. Joe can be a male or a female in this particular example. So what makes you go? What's your values? What holds you together, man? And maybe it's persistence, okay? Persistence is one of your values, not quitting, not giving up. Maybe fun's your value. I like fun. Who likes fun? I love fun. You know what? I get so caught up in what I do, I forget to have fun. 
All right, I think I, I somehow think that you know this day, this moment of my time right now, somehow I'm going to be able to go and access it and then go replay that day. And we all know that's not true. So if I am going to have the day, shouldn't I have a little bit of fun? I'm having a bit of fun here on this uh, podcast or this live. If you're viewing us on Facebook. I'm having a bit of fun with you because I think it should be fun. I think life should be fun. I think joy should be fun. You know, uh, not joy the person, but joy internally expressed. And uh, so are you making your life fun? Because that's part of prosperity. We talked about uh, in our last uh, podcast, if you might want to check it out, we talked about passion. You can get anything you want out of life as long as you've got passion uh, connecting to it. And so um, um, the other area, too, is, is what I call the upper level. Um, and there's a book called The Upper Level. Uh, normally I give them the credit, but I forgot who wrote it. But anyway, if you've read the book, The Upper Level, this will be familiar to you. Everyone has an upper level. I'll give you a quick ex- example. So I was lucky enough to start work when I was 17 years old. And I was promoted uh, a lot, uh, five times by the time I was 19 years old. And, um, and, you know, I did create a bit of a stir. I had no human relations skills because I was brought up in a military camp. Uh, and because I'd done martial arts since I was seven, and, you know, my leaders were sensei. And the sensei would just go, all that sort of stuff, you know, like, and, and it means you moved your arm or you moved your leg or you punched or whatever it is. So I thought, oh, control and command, this works. So, you know, my early years, because I lacked wisdom, I would just tell people what to do. Plus, I was at a military camp. Everybody else was telling people what to do. And you know what? I got some success out of that um, until I didn't. And I I remember, um, you know, with uh, tears in my eyes, I was 18 at the time. I was having lunch with my father, who worked for the same company. And he said, what's wrong? What's wrong, Bill? That was my, my name. Uh, I go by the name of William, obviously got issues. But anyway, what's wrong, Bill? And, uh, and I said, Dad, my staff hate me. They hate me. And he says, why do you think they hate me? Well, I tell them what to do and they just resist them. He said, you need to read a famous book. I want you to go to the library today. I don't want you to go back to work. You can just, you know, just say that you want to do some study or whatever it is. And go to the library and pick up this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Well, I read the book. I'd never read a book in one city, ever, you know. I might have read Obelix, which was a cartoon book, but nothing else. Okay, so I read How to Win Friends and all those people. I highlighted all the pages, and it was profound. I put it into practice the very next day, and I got another promotion. Anyway, got this resentful uh, boss. His name was Philip, and he looked me in the eye one day. He was frustrated because I was now at his equal level, and I'd only been with the company two years. He said... Farms, which is my nickname, by the way. You'll never earn more than $50,000. Now, this is going back 100 years ago, so $50,000 is a lot of, lot of money. I know it's pocket change for a lot of you, but it was a lot of money in those days. And so I, I said, why not? And he says, oh, you don't have the brain power. And I took it personally. I, I do do, I do that. I take things personally. So I took it personally. And I said, you watch the space, Philip. And so years went past, I, I decided to get involved in lots of different businesses. Eventually I ended up in the Dale Carnegie uh, organization and I set up a company and I learned about business. It was a long, hard journey like all awesome stories are. And uh, every time I passed 50,000, 50,000, 50,000 in salary and uh, in my early years I was doing incredibly well, I would go, take that, Philip, take that. 
And um, and he passed away about 10 years ago. And I heard from a friend of a friend on Facebook, of course. Uh, oh, Phillips died. I said, how did he die? Oh, um, well, he, he had a car accident. And you know, deep in my heart, deep in my heart, I was really sad. Because he tried to demotivate him demotivate me through telling me something negative and putting me down yet he was the most motivating factor in my early 20s bar none and so you don't know where your source of energy and power I literally would hug that guy and say hey thank you man it was great it was good hanging out with you and I appreciate the advice this is what's happened in my life never got to do that never got to do that but I have a deeper understanding that sometimes the people around you who irritate you the most, who frustrate you the most, might be the most motivational factor in your life and change your life. So, you know, be grateful to the ones that tell you all the things that you're awesome at, but also learn from the ones that maybe demotivate. You don't have to do what they do, because obviously it was negative. I just decided to push, uh, push past so what motivates you? What makes you want to get up and do things at a higher level? Now, what's, what's, what's happened? Um, I got to a stage where I was earning over half a million dollars a year. That's a significant amount of money. I was only 29. And, and oh, geez, I, I had everything I wanted, a beautiful house, paid for, car, paid for, uh, at that time, a beautiful, beautiful lady in my life. And, and I just couldn't get past it. I just kept hitting the ceiling uh, and I just just couldn't get past it and I would add more stuff and add more technology and all those things but what I realized is it doesn't matter whether you're uh, earning a hundred thousand dollars a year working for someone or whether you're earning five million dollars a year and that's your take home after taxes we all have an upper level what is yours now, look, I'm talking about money, but money is only a measurement of service. Uh, so, and, and it's highlighting a point. We get comfortable. I, I, look, I, I, I explain it like this. You know, um, as I mentioned, I lived under a mountain. It was a big mountain. It's called Rupe, the biggest mountain in the North Island. There's bigger ones in the South. So I remember climbing up the mountain. And, you know, you think about your own mountain, your own hill. Uh, in Brisbane, they have lots of, like, Mount Omni. It's not a mountain, it's a hill. Okay, so I want you to imagine you're climbing up a mountain and you're halfway, right? Is the view different uh, halfway up the mountain? Of course it is. It's fantastic. In fact, halfway, you might even have like a shoulder and then you might, hey, you know what? I, I could build a house here and I've got this amazing view. And you forget why you started climbing the mountain because you've just got real comfortable with hanging out on a shoulder. It might even only be... You know, uh, a couple of thousand feet above uh, the, you know, the, 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 the beginning of the mountain. But, you, you know, you get comfortable. And because you get comfortable, you enjoy the view and good on you. Well done. Fantastic. But maybe your intention was to go higher than that. Maybe there was another level uh, that you needed to get to. And even if you didn't need to get to, it was just fun. It was actually fun just climbing. And uh, so that's what happens to a lot of us. You know, we, we, we have that jazz, we have that energy, we have that fight, okay, we have that love, we have that passion, we have that reason, we have that girl, we have that car, we have that house, okay, we have those friends that we want to hang out with. 
And then somewhere along the line, we get halfway and we build a good life with kids and all the rest, which I agree with, by the way, because I've been there and, and, and still are. And we have a look at the view and we forget there was more to the journey than when we started. My point is, just do it because it stimulates you. It allows that innovation, that value of innovation, hey, moving, you know, beyond yourself. And uh, it challenges the narrative. It challenges your narrative. Look, if you're, you know, got some issues around money, by the way, what is your thoughts about money? You know, I, I jokingly said money's not everything, but it's right up there with oxygen. We have a relationship with money. What's your relationship with money? Mine at 50,000 was, you know, my dad hadn't earned any more than that. That was twice he was earning. There's no way I could earn more than $50,000. That's insane. That was my upper level. And then when I pushed past that, uh, all of a sudden, 100,000 become my upper level. I just kept hitting that ceiling. And as I mentioned, I went to 500,000 and it was just the same thing. I got really comfortable at 500,000. You know, in New Zealand, you can pay for a lot for that type of money. You can't now, but in those days you could. And so, so my point is, is, where are you at? What's your upper level? What's next for you? Can you, get, um, can you get some energy around what you want and why you want it? Uh, and what's your story around money? Uh, and look, a lot of people, money is the root of all evil. You've all heard that before. It's not actually. It's the misuse of money. It's not the root of all evil. It's actually how you use it. How you use it. How you stewardship money that makes the difference. And by the way, you can't give anything away. You can't give anything away unless you got it. Uh, so, and look, I had to, like a lot of my peers, really do some work around my relationship with money. And I'm working on my relationship now because uh, at my time where I'm actually trying to help other people to become successful franchisees, I'm thinking, well, what's my upper level? And I've got a few. I've got some major goals that I want to be able to achieve way past my comfort zone. And I've never been more charged than I am now to achieve those goals. So, hey, thanks for joining us. So last week was all about winning. What does that winning mean to you? Uh, this was all about you, a self-reflection. Remember your values. What do you stand for? Okay, uh, add to your values. Add to them in regards to, hey, is honesty, what's honesty really mean to you? Um, and live by your values. And the next is, is make sure that your intention is there. Uh, that you really want to be able to achieve certain things. Prosperity isn't just financial. It is family. It is relationships with friends. It is all those other things that are intangible. But the key is to get fired up and enthusiastic about it. So Dale Carnegie said, enthusiasm. What I lacked in enthusiasm, which he had lots of, by the way. What I lacked in enthusiasm. Uh, so what it meant, actually, he said this. What I lacked in intelligence, I made up with enthusiasm. So I'm William Farmer. This um, uh, this particular uh, podcast or live has been sponsored by uh, today Leadership Training for Managers. This is where we look at how to lead, uh, how to utilize process that's aligned with the leadership and how to help people. Look, there's only two things that happen uh, when people get really frustrated in business. It's usually cash flow. Nothing bites uh, harder than lack of cash. And the other one is usually people. And uh, oh, actually, there's a third one, systems. So if it's people and systems, this program will assist you around those two areas that will increase your cash flow. 
So until we meet next time, by the way, that program is running on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of July. Not too late to join us. Uh, so our next subject, next time that we meet, if you're already a fan, can you please give us a five star? I'd really appreciate it because my job is just to change the world in my lifetime. So can you help me with that? Uh, next time we meet, um, everything's a trade. We're going to talk about trading time. If I only had time, I hear a lot. And uh, so we're going to look at how to utilize our time effectively next time we meet. I'm William Farmer from Dell County, Australia. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.